And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me in the studio today is the Reverend Dr. John Vance. Hello, everyone. Well, it's good to have you here, John. Um, We have a really exciting forum coming up uh, down at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern, and that segues naturally into the discussion today. And the forum that you're going to be presenting is called Islam in Christian Perspective. And um, there's much to be learned about the religion of Islam. How does it relate to Christianity? But also, what are some of the needs among our Muslim friends, and how can we reach out to them? But first, I think it helps to understand um, their faith system. You know, in the news uh, very recently... There is a pastor, his name is Yosef Nadarkani, and um, he was uh, ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ there in Iran, and uh, he's been brought up on charges. Um, it's it's kind of, um, well, charges, they aren't... Complex, they were first. Yeah. Uh, first, I believe he was charged with apostasy, that is, abandoning the faith. Right. Uh, which is a matter of uh, being subject to the death penalty in Iran because it's considered treason. And secondly, then, after that seemed to be uh, uh, not uh, not gaining uh, much steam around the world and a great deal of criticism, they have now switched the charges, and they are accusing him of rape. Yeah, that's um, exactly what I'm reading here. And, and then, finally, I guess the... Um a deputy governor of the Gilan province claims now he's guilty of security-related crimes. So it's kind of complex. I'm sure it's a, fl- a floating matter. Of the, it'll be changed from day to day due to the fact that they're trying to find something that will stick and will also not bring him so much bad publicity, though for the most part uh, it seems like some of these countries don't really care about whether they get bad publicity or not. Yeah. Well, I have an interest in uh, following Islam and on the world scene and uh, also following the inroads that it's making here in America. Uh, maybe we could um, explore, first of all, in this discussion today, very simple. What um, You know, we hear the terms Muslim and Islam, and what are the differences uh, between them, those terms? In the old days, about a hundred years ago, even among scholars, they used to call Muslims Mohammedans, and that, in a real sense, is offensive to Muslims because they hmm. they uh, consider uh, that they do not follow Muhammad per se; he's not worshipped in any way, but they are submitters to God. So, uh, the word Islam means uh, to submit. It's related to the shalom, peace, in Hebrew. But it means to submit, and those who submit are called Muslims. So, simply, the religion is called Islam, and those who follow it are called Muslims. Okay, so in terms of our way of thinking and Christianity, our religion is Christianity, and us who follow are Christians. Christians. Okay, so in this case, uh, the religion is Islam, and those who follow are Muslims. Yes, Um, this is um, this religion of Islam. Uh, it's not quite as old as Christianity. When did it begin? Well, uh, it's it's a difficult question. The rest of the world is going to say one thing; Muslims are going to say another. Hmm. Uh, according to Muslim thinking, uh, Islam really did not start with 
the prophet Muhammad, uh, the first prominent figure uh, in Islamic history, of course, is Abraham. And they consider that he actually built the Grand Mosque there, or at least uh, what Mm -hmm. the first beginnings of it were, uh, when he visited uh, Saudi Arabia or Arabia. And um, and the main person uh, in in Islam uh, is, in fact, the very first prominent personality is Abraham, and not Sarah, his wife, hmm. but Hagar, the Egyptian woman. Yeah. And so that becomes important. But its mm-hmm. actual historical founding is in the time and life of the prophet Muhammad. Uh, Muhammad was born around 570. And uh, his death is recorded as about 630-32, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, in his lifetime, uh, he got special revelations, he said, from Gabriel in a cave. And this uh, was from God, and this eventually became the Quran, And that is mm-hmm. the beginnings of Islam. Uh, it does have a, a, an actual uh, date. In the year 621, he made a trip from Mecca to Medina, or Makkah, and that's uh, that particular flight is the year one on the Islamic calendar, okay. A.H. Yeah. When they refer back to Abraham, um, our records are what we call the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, what records do they point to documenting the life of Abraham? Well, it's interesting. They they claim to accept the Old Testament hmm. or the Jewish scriptures, okay. as well as the Christians for the most part, mm-hmm. but not the way we have it. Uh, the Quran, in some ways, has different stories, different accounts, and the Quran presents the Old Testament and New Testament the way it's supposed to be presented. So you actually mm-hmm. find a lot not only about Abraham and Moses. Uh, and other prophets, but you'll find an awful lot about Jesus. Hmm. But it's not the same oh, no. way that it's presented <laughs> in the Bible. Yeah. It seems that um, Muslims and the Islamic faith have spread worldwide, and, and they've, or so it seems, they've spread rather quickly. And, and, and why is that? You know, it almost uh, is, it's actually an amazing fact of history that Islam did spread extraordinarily rapidly in the beginning. Within a hundred years, they had conquered all of North Africa and gone all the way almost to India. Uh, it's as if it was a rocket launch. Mm. But the rocket launch here was not uh, the spread of the religion through persuasion. It was through conquest. In other words, yes. uh, it was uh, once uh, under Muhammad, the Arabian Peninsula was in fact unified. Uh, those who followed him found it very easy to... Uh, go east and west and to conquer rapidly and claim these lands for Islam. Mm -hmm. I see we're up against a break, and uh, today we're talking about uh, Islam. We have the Westminster Fall Forum coming up that will be covering Islam in Christian perspective. Uh, The first event will be October the 14th. It starts at 7.30 p.m. in Rock Tavern at the Westminster Presbyterian Church, um, however, you may want to come early for pizza and soft drinks at 6.45. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But uh, we need to take a break now. Maybe after the break we'll talk about, I've heard that there's different types of uh, Muslims. I'd like to know more about that. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Today in the studio with me is Dr. John Vance. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
thousands who did not have bread. I saw him bring people back from the dead. He drove out demons from the demon bound and taught us how to walk on holy ground. He made the leper skin like new. The storm dissipated when he told it to. Took jars of water, turned it into wine. To save even heal this heart of mine. We have seen his glory. We have seen his glory. We have seen his glory. Darkness on the land. After he was dead, King of Life again. I was there when he said that he couldn't stay. Was on the Mount of Olives, watching him fly away. In the upper room with power, the Spirit came to give us guidance as we declare His name. We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. We have seen His glory. 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 And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer right here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about Islam, and there's an important forum coming up to discuss Islam in Christian perspective. In the studio with me today is Dr. John Vance. Uh, Before the break, we mentioned that we'd like to talk about now the different types of Muslims. So, uh, John, it's back to you. There are different types of Muslims. Uh, It fractured uh, pretty early on between... Uh, two different groups, and it had to do with who is a lawful successor, or the rightful successor, I should say, to Muhammad. When Muhammad died, many of the the larger group called Sunnis said that he had appointed Abu Bakr, uh, uh, designated him, and he was elected by the community to be the Khalifa or Caliph. That is the successor to Muhammad. That's what the word means. Hmm. Uh, there was a, a sizable group that eventually uh, became known as Shia, uh, 
that believed that uh, Muhammad's successor should be blood kin to him. And, of course, uh, his nearest kin was Ali. Now, Ali actually became the fourth Khalifa, but uh, he was also murdered. Uh, It was particularly at that time that Islam split into Sunni and Shia factions. Hmm. Uh, Sunni uh, uh, Islam is much larger than than the uh, Shia. Uh, About 89%, I believe the latest figure is, uh, of Muslims in the world Hmm. are Sunni. About 11% are Shia or Shiites. And uh, it's a cultural divide as well. Uh, Sunni Islam is mainly originated uh, in the Arabic world and Arabic culture of Saudi Arabia. Whereas uh, Shiite uh, Islam is actually a Persian movement, and so culturally they originally was divided. Uh, today, we, the Persians are the Iranians, so the, mm-hmm. the uh, Muslims of Iran are different, for instance, than the Muslims in most of the rest of the world. Now, there are a couple of other uh, groups. There are the, the uh, Al-Lawawi. I can't say it too well. I'm not a native Arabic speaker, nor mm-hmm. do I speak Arabic, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. try my best. Uh, there are a number of them in Syria and in Turkey, and they actually are closer to the Shia. But mm. they, they're important because uh, what's going on in Syria today, uh, uh, this figures prominently uh, what's going on there politically and also uh, in Turkey. Now, a group that really is in some ways an interesting group, more interesting to me anyway than any of the others, is the mystical movement within Islam. And the mystical movement is known as the Sufis. Hmm. Uh, you might have seen on television for these whirling dervishes where they whirl around. Uh, and they've produced poetry and other things that most uh, mainstream Islamic movements have not. I've never even heard of that group, so that's new to me. Um, the Shia, going back to that, uh, that's about 11%. Uh, about 11%. Okay. And that would include Iran, mm-hmm. and uh, as I recall, a small part of Iraq. Yes, a small part of Iraq and some other places around mm-hmm. the world. There, there are Shia even in Sunni lands, but they're mm-hmm. kind of persecuted by the the Sunnis. So, um, some Muslims fight against other oh, Muslims. Apparently, listen, they only unite uh, if there is a common enemy outside, mm-hmm. such as the United States. Then okay. they might unite together, but they're not mm-hmm. natural friends. What is it about Turkey? It seems like they've been more friendly, at least in the past, to the United States. Is it tied to this Alawi? Or how did you say uh, that Alawi. Word? Yeah. Uh, not, not particularly. No. It's really attached to a man who, who um, uh, was a political mover and shaker in the 1920s and 30s, Ataturk. Mm-hmm. And he tried to secularize Turkey so that it could become part of Europe. And he succeeded a okay. great deal in... Uh, seeing Turkey form a secular government and keep all the Islamic sects down. Hmm. Uh, And he has succeeded. But honestly, in the last five, six years, this is being reversed at a rapid rate. And Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I think, somewhat scary for Israel and also for the United States and for Europe. Yeah. That reminds me, the other night I was uh, watching an interview with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu Mm -hmm. with, uh, I think it was Charlie Rose, and it was kind of interesting to listen to Netanyahu's uh, responses to the question from Charlie Rose. And uh, I was impressed, actually, with this Israeli leader. Uh, he, he clearly understood what his mission was as the leader of Israel. 
and his responsibility to the people. And it's like his, he was just a very clear thinker, I the, thought. The Israelis and their leaders, particularly Netanyahu, they know what's going on. They understand Islam very well. Oh, yeah. Now, also, make no mistake, uh, the Netanyahu knows who his friends are in America, too. Yes. He's very close to the evangelical community mm-hmm. in America mm-hmm. and solicits their support. Israel is really an island, and uh, it's yeah. going to need to some support, but re- more and more it's becoming isolated. It is. And our public policy and uh, uh, foreign policy, I should say, in this country is not quite as friendly toward Israel as it has been in the past, and that's a concern. Yeah. yeah. Um, Israel has been a wonderful ally. And I hate to see those um, relationships deteriorate under the present administration. I hope they can be shored up. I think it'll be reversed. Uh, the, the American people will not stand for it. No. The mainstream Christianity no. in this country, evangelical Christianity, will not stand for it. Yeah, I hope that is the case. Um, we've been talking about Islam, and uh, you were talking about the different types of Muslims I'm wondering if you could expand a little bit about how these divisions came about. Name the groups again and, and help help me understand the, the divisions. Well, the main two divisions are between what are called the Sunni Muslims, which is Arabic in origin, and the Shia Muslims, or Shiites, mm-hmm. which basically are Persian. And uh, they quarreled and fought over who should be the rightful successor to Muhammad. Okay. And they've not been reconciled to this day, and it's a very deep mm. division. Now, a lot of the Sufis that I mentioned, uh, it's not a separate movement, it's just mystical. There are some Sunni, but they seem to have greater affinity with the Shia. Mm-hmm. So it's a division that is important to note in the world politics today. You know, I'm interested in... Uh not just uh, identifying whatever dangers there are to our land, to America, but a real keen interest of mine, I know it's yours also, is seeing God work in the hearts and lives of uh, Muslim people to come to Jesus Christ, to embrace the gospel of Christ. And uh, I, I realize there's great danger. I, we mentioned when we opened uh, Pastor Yosef and uh, how Iran is talking about um, executing this man. But one of the questions I have is, uh, and I'm not sure you can answer this right now, but you know, how do we effectively reach uh, Muslim people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Dan, I, I believe that there are countless, countless numbers of Muslims picking up radio programs like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. on the Internet. They're coming into the modern age. Islam really has been behind. Mm-hmm in a number of ways, and I think it's due to the religion. It uh, essentially opposes mm. the kind of reason that normally Christians employ, because we believe Jesus is the reason and grammar of God, and we're not afraid yes. of reason and education. They have been, and uh, it has uh, hurt them badly. Uh, but there's no question that they have advanced in recent years in technology and science, mm-hmm. as you can see from some of the radicals who used our technology to True. to, to, yeah. to uh, destroy when i think of christianity i think of uh, a lot of freedom freedom of conscience freedom of inquiry in our faith um, we're not afraid of um, having a book uh, having a quran and reading it for you example. should not be afraid no um, uh, i'm reminded of, of of paul's famous words 
God has not given us a spirit of fear, yeah, but yeah. of power and of love and of a sound mind. Why right. should we be afraid? And so Christianity just just promotes freedom, um, human responsibility. It just it's a wonderful it's a just a wonderful faith. And uh, I'm wondering how is that in the um, Islamic countries? I mean, do they? I don't think they have the same freedom no, of inquiry. No, uh, I will touch upon this in the lectures that are mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I have a very uh, – traditional Islam as such is not compatible truly with the free society. Okay. It has to ch- Islam has to change to be compatible with the free society. But as mm-hmm. it stands in its traditionalism, let's say Sunni Islam or – Shia Islam, in the more they try to be, if you will, conform to the first three generations, such as Muhammad and his friends and so forth, and emulate that, the less open they are to an open society and a mm-hmm. free society as we have. I kind of have a theory, I think it's true, and that is since America was so heavily influenced with the Christian worldview and Christians, um, that promoted freedom, uh, and that in some ways is an exposure also so that if you have future generations that have inherited this freedom uh, but yet have lost the Christian faith, then um, in the natural progression of things, if if we don't see the faith revived and renewed, I'm afraid, therefore, that with time we will lose the freedom that actually came from uh, Christianity. Well, freedom is particularly... Uh, important and was promoted by those countries that were most open to the Reformation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's interesting that our form of government that we have now, we are a democratic republic, was first found in the churches of Geneva and parts of Germany and France. Mm -hmm. And so in some sense, uh, we emulated church government in this country and every parliamentary system has and it promotes the greatest amount of freedom. Yeah, it really does. I just want to jump quick also to uh, this forum that's coming up. Um, there's going to be uh, three lectures. Uh, the first one will occur uh, next week, Friday, the 14th. Uh, the time of the lecture is 7.30. And uh, what's going to be covered in that first lecture? Well, the first lecture, of course, every lecture uh, is on Islam, but it will be in Christian perspective. So in some ways, it'll be a comparative religion lectures and so forth, and a time of questions and answers to follow. But uh, the first session will treat the life of Muhammad and the rise of Islam as such. And and, uh, the second lecture will discuss the Quran and the Hadith. Maybe some of you don't Hmm. know what the Hadith are, but... Uh, they're important. We might get a chance to say something about them later here. In the third session, we'll consider the eschatology of Sunni and Shia Islam in Christian perspective. And, of course, eschatology means a doctrine of the last things. Mm-hmm. And it is playing a part in the mind of the radicals, the way they view the end of history. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I want to get I was particularly into that. that. I yeah. want to get particularly into that. Now, we're, um, we're almost out of time for today. I'm thinking maybe... What we should do is next week uh, have a follow-on and start covering some of that. At that point, the first forum will have already occurred, and then we can convene again uh, hopefully next Saturday Mm -hmm. and talk a little bit more about that. But in wrap-up, in conclusion, uh, what thoughts today could we leave with our listeners uh, that would encourage them from this whole perspective, Islam and Christianity and forward-looking and the grace of God? 
Well, uh, Islam uh, historically has been confined largely to the Middle East and some Southeast Asian countries. But the truth is there is such an inner turmoil in the Islamic countries that they're spreading out all over the world. And they're much larger than we think we are. The Pew mm-hmm. Foundation discovered that there was about 1.5, one and a half billion to 1.6 billion Muslims. Now, that's a little larger than we thought. Mm. We've also learned through the Pew Foundation there are not quite as many Muslims in America as Muslims claim mm-hmm. or in North America. Uh, but we will encounter more and more uh, Muslims in our cities and towns and so forth. And I think it's important that we understand uh, what they are about, and um, so forth. Yes. Well, good. And uh, we'll pick it up again, God willing, next week at the same time here on A Plain Answer. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Today in the studio with me has been Dr. John Vance. Besides being a local pastor uh, in the Newburgh area, um, you also in the past have been a, a what, a professor? What professor it? of religion uh, and philosophy. Yeah, so you've lectured in several universities and colleges in uh, philosophy and religion. And um, we would invite you to join us next week at this same time as we continue this discussion about Islam in Christian perspective. And uh, we would also invite you to the Westminster Fall Forum this next Friday, October the 14th. It'll start at 7.30 in the evening. Uh, The location is 614 Station Road in Rock Tavern, New York. And if you need to contact someone, the contact number is 845-496-7971. That's 496-7971. Of course, you can always contact us here at the station. Use our email address. That's ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. And if you want to come early, you can join us for some pizza and soda. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. Please join us again next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. He fed the thousands who did not have bread. I saw him bring people back from the dead. He drove out demons from the demon bound. Taught us how to walk on holy ground He made the leper skin like new The storm dissipated when he told it to Took jars of water, turned it into wine To save even heal this heart of mine We have seen His glory Glory. We have seen his glory.